Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, this is episode 24 of Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. This episode is called The Great Life Excuse, late night on KFM Radio. Prem Rawat in this episode is in South Africa to be interviewed by KFM late night host Bridget Masinga about the great life excuse, about developing a richness of heart and peak human beings. For more information, head over to www.premrawat.com. Tonight on Kaya Late Nights with Bridget Massinger is world-renowned uh, motivational speaker as well as peace ambassador, uh, Prim Rawat. And we had the pleasure of meeting earlier on in the year. And I, I wanted to ask you then, so I'm going to ask you now, what does a, a peace ambassador actually entail? What, what is that title? Well, it's just like it says, you know, you, it, it is just a title. Because... Everybody needs to be a peace ambassador. Peace is something that is going to touch and influence everybody's life, not only now, but in the future. And when you understand that you have that passion for peace and you talk about that peace, not only to yourself, but to others, and that you want to see that peace manifest, you become a peace ambassador. That's, that's what to me a peace ambassador is. It's not somebody, you know, who, who drives around in a car which has got a special license plate or, it's, or a flag flying. That's not a peace ambassador. A peace ambassador really needs to be somebody who represents the humanness of a human being because that's so important and, and, and we're forgetting that, what it is like to be human. Now, if we can just, uh, before we get into all the work and what brings you to South Africa this time around, if we can just rewind for some of our Afropolitans who might not be familiar with uh, Primrawat and the work that you do, uh, maybe if you could just give us the backstory of how we got to this particular point. Well, it begins when I was uh, four years old. I started speaking about peace when I was four. Then when I was nine, it my father passed away and the responsibility for taking this message out to the rest of the world fell on my shoulders. When I was 13, I came to the West and that was just on my holiday vacation to find out if people in the West would actually even understand or have any passion towards this message of peace. Because this message of peace is unique. It doesn't say you should do this or you should do that or you should just not argue about this or not this is not this message. This message is a little bit more real. It says, feel peace that is already inside of you. Don't try to create something on the outside, but feel the peace that is already inside of you. So it is really about discovery, not creation. 
And people really think peace has to be created, that peace is going to come from somewhere else. But it isn't. Peace is already inside of you. The kind of peace that you need is already inside of you. And this is what I have been doing ever since. And now this is 50th year that I have been doing this for 50 years. I've been going around the world and talking to people. Now, some people like the message. Some people understand the message. Some people don't. People, some people just like don't really care about it. It's like, what peace? You know, this is just some thing of being a, a, in a state of being a vegetable, you know, sitting on top of a mountain. Well, let me tell you that when you feel peace in you, you are more vibrant, you are more alive, you are more passionate, you have more courage because you feel life. And, and it is not being a vegetable, but it is being a human being that is at his or her peak. Now we're hanging out on uh, Kaya Late Nights, right here on the home of the Afropolitan with world-renowned speaker Prem Rawat. Uh, and your philosophy of, you believe that light, love, clarity, all of course encompassing of peace exist already within the being. But then how do we... I guess, center and align all of that. Um, you know, we live in a world that pushes and pulls us in, in different dimensions. So how do we find that kind of center? And secondly, when you say peace, so I'm listening now to you at home and I'm thinking, ah, is Prim telling me that I can't get upset? Like, I, you know what I mean? I can't act out. Or, or How literal or not literal is the concept of peace? Well, okay. This is very interesting because this is what I was talking about. People think that people who are in peace are vegetables. They don't ever get upset. They don't ever get mad. No, that's just, that's not it. Peace is a feeling, the passion, the passion for being alive, the passion for experiencing my now, that the, I am alive, that this is a gift, that I understand life. Life isn't my problems. But life is this opportunity that I am alive. And this is not going to happen again. This is not going to happen again. You get 365 days in a year. But believe me, every day that is gone is never going to come back. And just consider this, that even if you get to live for 100 years, that's only 36,500 days. <laughs> That's not very many. And so many have already gone. And so peace is being in the same room as you, being in the same body as you, being in the same space as you, being in the same time as you, not about tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. So peace is, people have different concepts. I mean, when I travel around the world, I can tell you one thing. Now, no two people will say the same thing about peace. Mm. Because people think, oh, peace is this, peace is that, ba -da -da, no war, no this. All of these are just symptoms of not being in peace with yourself. And when you have not made peace with yourself, with you, then you're not going to be able to make peace with anybody. And that's why there are wars. And people just go off on all the tangents, but don't really understand that the possibility, and this is what I'll come to, what you were talking about before, that the peace, yes, it is inside of us. Because the, and how do you align with it? It's very simple. 
if a room is dark and you cannot see, all you need to do, all you need to do is not get smart and try to say, well, how do I remove the darkness? Because that could be a philosophical discussion. It could go on for a long time and it will be impossible to remove the darkness. All you have to do is turn on the light. The light will remove the darkness. Automatically. You don't have to do anything else. And when that light turns on, what happens? You will see everything that's in that room. You, the light doesn't bring those things in that room. They were already there, but you couldn't see because you, they were there, but no light and the eyes could not see what was there. Bring on the light and it becomes clear what's here, what's not here, who's here, who's not here, what is going on, what is wisdom, what is knowledge, what is understanding. It is all there in us, but we don't see it because the light is not turned on. So people think it is, must be an arduous task to, to, to get you know, all that stuff lined up with it. And to, but all you have to do is turn on the light. And what is turning on that light? Turning on that light is very, very simple. It is recognize the self. That's what Socrates said. Know thyself. You know, it's not that he said that because he was just having a bad day or he just wanted to make everybody's life miserable and says, well, what can I say to everybody that's really is going to get everybody to chase their own tail? No, because it carries a valid meaning. We know everybody, but we don't know ourselves. And when we don't understand ourselves, in a way, the value of knowing everybody else is not worth it. Now, would you say that in order to embark on this journey of self-discovery and living authentically to thyself, does one need to be connected to a higher being? Because I think, you know, sometimes when, when we hear great thought leaders, great spiritual leaders, it, take on the message and bring it to us. We often think in order to get to that level of understanding, I need to be connected to something, something far more divine to self. And oftentimes then the question becomes, well, does that mean I need to have a religious order, a religious following, or can I just be spiritual? And what does spirituality mean? And does it all lead back to, you know, that self-discovery and that connection? Okay, I'm going to say something and I'm going to, Take This takes a little courage to say, and this takes a lot of courage to understand. Okay. How convenient is it to say what I'm looking for is not with me? That I have to go look for it in the outside, I have to do this, I have to find somebody who's more intelligent than me, who's some more spiritually inclined, more this, more that. I mean, to me... This is an excuse, a great excuse to say, I don't have what I need. Somebody else will help me get to the point to need it. This is not true. This is not true. When you feed, feed yourself, when, if you're hungry, you f eat, you eat food. Do, do you have to read a book? For the hunger to go away? No, as you eat, the hunger automatically goes away. You don't have to 
do you have to go around circles somewhere? Do you have to really call somebody important? Do you have to call the president of the country and say, uh, I am eating food and, and, and how do I take away my hunger? No, it's simple. Keep eating and your hunger will be gone. Mm. Keep drinking, your thirst will be gone. And it's simple as that. What am I eating? What am I drinking? And so the problem here is, hey, my hunger isn't going away. Hey, my thirst isn't going away. Well, what are you drinking? What are you eating? You know, because eat that which your body is saying you need. That's going to satisfy it. Gulping air isn't going to take away your hunger. Gulping air isn't going to take away your thirst. You can gulp it as much as you want. So to me, it becomes an issue of are we deficient in something? I say, and this is again one of those courage things where 50% of each human being is good and 50% of each human being is bad. Exactly 50, not 49.50 or 51, but 50.50. It's just like a coin. One side, good. One side, bad. Just like a lamp. Light and darkness underneath. Now the question becomes, what do we work on? What do we perpetuate? What do we push forward? If we push forward the bad, the bad will emerge. You don't have to call anger on the phone to say, hey, I'm here. Something just happened. Will you please come here? No. Wherever you go, your anger goes with you. But wherever you go, your kindness goes with you too. Your understanding goes with you too. What do you call on? Whatever you do most of, you will get good at it. There's a little story I'd like to tell. Once a little boy went to the chief and said, Chief, I have a question. I see that there are some people who are good some of the time, and the same people who are good some of the time are bad the other times. How can this be? It's not like some people are good some of the time and some people are bad some of the time, but some people who are good some of the time, the same people are bad the other times. And the chief said, because in each one of us, there's two wolves, a good wolf and a bad wolf. And the good wolf and the bad wolf fight. And he looked at the chief and he says, why do they fight? He says, they fight because they want to get supremacy over you. They want to rule. So then the little boy thought for a little while and said, Chief, which wolf wins? And the chief said, the one you feed. So we go around all day long, you know, and we go, yeah, I don't have peace in me. I got to do this. I got to do that. But all day long, we're feeding the bad wolf. And, and, and how do we know we're feeding the bad wolf? Well, ask yourself, how long does it take you to get upset? How long does it take you to get mad? Not very long because you're feeding the bad wolf. Start feeding the good wolf and there will be a difference in your life. And you will understand what I'm talking about because the goodness is in you too. And you don't have to go to the top of the mountain to find that goodness. Look inside and you'll find it.
Rule of three. We're people who make funny stuff. Talk about something funny that they love. Because I remember as a kid thinking that's a really good old-fashioned gag, but it's also nasty. The actual VHS, this is clearly sufficiently important to me that this went to house moves as well. There is that, that joy and that slight fear as well about who's going to say what. Everything from airplane to bottom. From when Harry met Sally to the Muppets. Trying is good. Aiming high is good. Being ridiculous and not being afraid of failure is is good. I think that joke is so fucking funny. Again, I just think this is hysterical. It's beautiful stuff. Rule of three from Great Big Owl. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Riveting stuff indeed right here on uh, Late Nights with Bridget Masinga on the home of the Afropolitan. It is uh, Kai FM 95.9. Our guest uh, this evening in studio, if you're just tuning in, is uh, Prim Ruat, who is uh, an incredibly world-renowned speaker. Uh, and he is uh, the peace ambassador and he speaks towards finding your inner peace and uh, bringing a sense of positivity, positivity rather, and change in the world around you. Now, speaking of that... You've addressed the uh, Young Presidents Organization in Europe, and mm. your focus was on how do we become better leaders. So this year alone, um, this is the second time I'm now seeing you in South Africa. And as the peace ambassador and knowing the landscape of our current political climate, um, our you know societal ills, and I find South Africans are in this place where there's a great need and a great desperation to see some kind of change. We are, you know, we are never give up kind of society. We are can do kind of people. But at the same time, there's also this overwhelming dark cloud that we just can't seem to get out from under. What do you say right now to, you know, an Afropolitan who's listening it's the festive season, <laughs> but they're not feeling very festive. And there's lots of us. Yes. I've been coming to South Africa since the 70s, kind of the late 70s. And so I've seen a lot. And I was, in fact, uh, here when apartheid was in full swing. And so one thing I know, that South Africans have incredible amount of courage and stamina. And this is what's seen them through so far. And this is what's going to see them through in the future as well. Now, uh, I'm going to say something. 
and 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 I hope everybody takes it kindly. There is a problem. And it's not only a problem in South Africa, it's the problem in the whole world. There are two rules. One rule or one set of rules applies to the jungle, the jungle rule. The jungle rule basically says big fish eats little fish. So watch out. And when that happens, you can't say why. You can't say that was wrong. You can't say anything. That's the rule of the jungle. And then there is the rule of a civilized society, what we call civilization. And in the civilization, the rule goes, big fish help little fish. Now, the problem with this is this. And you have to think about this, because if you allow the jungle rule, the rule of the wild to come in the civilized world, it won't work. And there'll be chaos and there'll be disaster. It works in the jungle, but it won't work in the civilized world. Take a look around you. How much of the jungle rule has breached the wall between the civilized society and the jungle, the rule of the wild. That wall has been breached. That wall, the mortar in that wall is peace, and the stones or the bricks in that wall is the kindness, generosity. These are things we cannot live without. We will fall apart. And that wall gets breached more and more every single day. What is starting to happen in this world, and it's been happening actually for a long time, little fish wants to become big fish. But why does the little fish want to become the big fish? For the same reason why it doesn't like being the little fish, because it's going to get eaten. And so it's going to become the big fish and it's going to do exactly the same thing that it want, didn't want it to happen to the little fish. And so off it goes. We have allowed the rule of the jungle to come in the civilized society. We have to make a distinction and we have to make a decision. And the decision that we have to make is do we want to be part of a civilized society or do we want to be part of the jungle? And to me, it's very clear. If we can, each one of the little fish needs to say, I want to be part of the civilized world. It's the only way this is all going to change. Being festive season, the good news is it can. It can. It can. Because one thing that is true, there is a lot of us little fishes in this world. Big fish may be big and they may be huge, but there are fewer. And this is one of the rules of the, even the jungle. There is less predators than the prey. When the prey decide to change, the world can change. We don't need to remain the little fish.
and have the rules of the civilized society. And this is the decision we have to make. This Christmas season, whatever season it may be, decide. Decide what you want in your life. Decide, do you want to be part of a civilized world? Whoever you are, I don't care who you are. Because the day you do, the day you decide you want to be part of the civilized world, you have taken one step closer to making that a reality. I love what you say because uh, it resonates a lot with um, our former statesman and uh, world icon Nelson Mandela. And this past Monday, we um, honored the third anniversary of his passing. And he was a firm believer in whatever little corner of the world you are, in order to create the kind of society that you envision for yourself. And the premise is that we all want a utopic world where the landscape is right to realize your dreams and the dreams of your children in the most positive, nurturing, and healthiest of ways. So if you want that kind of change, then the change begins with you. Because as you said, it might seem like a micro in comparison, but it adds up because so that, that rippling effect, you know, it really, mm -hmm. it, it reverberates uh, throughout. So now I've got to ask, we are in the middle of 16 days of activism. It uh, draws to a close on uh, December 10th. And you are speaking at the historical Regina Mondi Church in Soweto. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what is your messaging at this time? Because, you know, I, I woke up this morning um, getting ready to have this conversation with you. And already on the morning news, I'm, I'm bombarded. Imagery of brutality at schools, um, you know, rape, murder, yeah. half oh. an hour's worth of a news bulletin where there was nothing positive. There was nothing healthy. And you think and you go, it's 16 days of activism. The entire bulletin goes against right. the premise of these 16 days. Exactly. That's, that's what happened because we keep feeding the bad wolf. You know, big fish have decided what the little fish are going to hear today. The rule of civilization is broken down. Somebody out there has decided that even though there are little fish, they're going to pretend for a few minutes that they're big fish and they're going to take a knife and drive it down somebody's throat. That they're going to do something heinous to another human being because for a few minutes, for a few lousy minutes, they pretend to be the big fish. This is not civilized society. I'm afraid it isn't. And exactly like Nelson Mandela said, make the change happen. You know, now, of course, people want to, everything. It's like, OK, yes, I have decided that I'll be good. So uh, tomorrow morning when I wake up, everything will be different. Right. No, that's not the way it happens. You have to understand when you plant a tree, you know what it does? If it were to plant a mango tree, you know what it does? First, it takes, it takes, it takes, it takes. And then eventually it turns around and it gives. It won't bear mango fruit the day you plant it. No, first it's going to take, it's going to grow, it's going to take, it's going to grow, it's going to take, it's going to grow. And then it gets to this one point. It'll turn around, flowers will come, 
and beautiful mango fruit will be given for all to eat, for whoever wants to come. You know, you have to realize that the shade or the shadow of a tree is there. You can partake with it, you can rest in it, but you cannot take it with you. That shade stays with the tree. Same thing, the goodness in this world needs to be perpetuated. We need to start seeing, I mean, yes, report the bad, but there's good too. There's a lot of good in this world. There's good people in this world. There are really beautiful people in this world. What about them? Where do they sit in this, in this picture of the world, in the bulletin of the world? Why not bring about a balance? But it's not about balance, it's about money. Because that's what big fish think they need to do. You know, a lot of people ask me, so are you against people making money? And I am not against people making money. The only problem I see is the way people are making money is they think they're going to take it with them. They're not going to take it with them. There's more gold around now than there ever has been. There's more diamonds around because they've been dug up more. But people are poor. The richness of heart diminishes when we do not acknowledge the good in this world. And it is sad. It is extremely sad. But at the same token, I ask everyone, who do you think is going to change this? Who do you think is going to change this? Is this going to be something dropping out of the sky? You know, I mean, I fly airplanes. I have about 14,000 hours. And I can tell you, flying all that time, I haven't seen anybody going up or coming down. You know, otherwise I'm sure the airplanes would have hit them by now. Who is going to come? How? I mean, what is the grand plan here? And sadly, people are not acknowledging in this world that they are the ones who have to make the change. They're waiting for somebody else to come to make the change, something divine to happen. The divine has happened. You are alive. And you can be the angel of that change. And you can make this heaven here. You don't have to die to go to heaven. You can make this heaven here. And where does it say it cannot be done? Nowhere does it say, but it's assumed that you have to die to go to heaven. No, heaven can be made here where the children can flourish, where people can flourish, where fish can enjoy being a fish and not have to be eaten all the time. Premiermata, I think uh, myself and uh, a bunch of our Afropolitans could listen to you all day, but uh, unfortunately our time has come to an end here on uh, Late Nights. Um, I just... You know, I think I've taken the essence of, of your messaging. Um, so I won't ask you in, in parting um, what's the one thing that maybe people could hold on to. But I do think perhaps in, in the spirit of 16 days of activism and, of course, in the spirit of uh, your address at Regina Mondi, um, any parting words to South African women and South African children and the vulnerable in particular uh, who this day, this uh, time period rather is is focused around. One little message: a lit lamp and an unlit lamp. If you take a lit lamp and bring it to an unlit lamp close to it, 
it'll light the unlit lamp. If you take an unlit lamp and take it to a lit lamp, it won't put out the lit lamp, but it will get lit itself. That is the power of knowledge. That is the power of knowing. That is the power of life. That is the power that every single human being on the face of this earth is born with. Light yourself. It's been a riveting conversation indeed. Uh, we will put up that podcast for you via kayafm.co.za uh, and uh, we'll let you know via our social media handles at Kaya Late Nights and at Bridget Masinga where you can catch uh, Prim uh, on his current tour in South Africa. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and I hope the audience also enjoys because this is all good. This is all good. This isn't heavy stuff. It's all good stuff. Life is good. Life is a gift. Life is beautiful. Say that again. <laughs>